Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. See how easy it is to go from Thanksgiving to Tinder, though? Mm-hmm. Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I'm John R. Bray. And I am Heather B. Armstrong. And it's the week of Thanksgiving. Somehow, we are already at the end of November. Somehow. Somehow. I don't... I don't... I don't know. I don't know how we're here. Well, you're... But as it was approaching, I just remembered how much I dread now juggling holidays. I don't dread Thanksgiving. I dread Christmas, for sure. Do you like Thanksgiving, or you just don't dread? I I like I enjoy um, sitting around and eating and knowing that nobody else is working. So that doesn't mean so that means that like I don't need to be checking my email because I know that nobody's sending me email. I like I like knowing that the whole country is like not uh, busy. There's something very comforting for my anxiety, knowing that everybody else is sitting around eating and not working. Does that make sense? It totally does. But that's a Christmas thing too, though, right? Um, Yeah, but Christmas is, there's so many expectations around Christmas. So much work that goes into it as a parent. And to make sure that, you know, you're giving your kids the proper Christmas memories. There's just a lot of pressure, I think. Whereas Thanksgiving, it's just, you know chill hang out try not oh okay so the talk try not to piss anyone yeah well there's a lot of talk about how uncomfortable christmas or or thanksgiving is going to be for certain families because of the whirlwind of shit that has happened in the last since november 8th of last year (laughs) Right, right yes and um how do we approach those conversations? And I just read a, a a GQ article about how we're supposed to, as um, if we really want to be the political warriors and the the humane warriors that we're supposed to be, that we need to ruin Thanksgiving dinner for those who who vote who voted for Trump and believe in his policies. And and I actually read a tweet yesterday from someone who said. Um, my parents didn't vote for Trump because I wasn't raised by monsters. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's such a hard... I mean, we've talked about this several times because we're both passionate Trump supporters. <laughs> but it, it's a really hard concept to accept and follow when you do have people in your family who have who voted for Trump that are not Mm -hmm. monsters. And it's hard to get people to understand that there were genuinely a lot of people who were not garbage that voted for him for one reason or another. And I I think there are, there are also a lot of people that realized fairly quickly that 
things didn't quite pan out how they thought. Yeah. And I don't necessarily think that this blanket hostility, referring to every single Trump supporter as worthless, is Well, I also don't think that I'm, I'm going to convince my family of anything by screaming at them over a meal that they have taken two days pr- to prepare. My family is deeply, deeply entrenched in what they believe. I don't, like, you can't even, it, it's a barricade. There's no reasoning. There's no reasoning with it. It's not a, it's the pointing out, the, the incongruity for me is that what is taking place is so awful. It is clearly, patently, objectively awful. And yet, certain people in my life who are objectively wonderful are somehow pretzeling themselves into accepting what's happening and thinking, well, and maybe it's the whole, I I think with my family in particular, I think that they are trusting in God and that God is not going to let anything bad happen to them. (laughs) Which... I Okay, so let's just assume that that's true. Let's just say that's the case. Isn't there some aspect of God or Christianity or Mormonism that also says you should care about other people? Absolutely. Like, Well, I and mean, then God will take care of those other people. Well, clearly that's not happening. Clearly that's not happening, but we have to have faith. That is... Oh. Right. I I really struggle. I feel like faith is a cop-out. Yes. Like you don't really have an explanation or an answer and you can't really stomach it. So you hide behind faith, which no one can really argue against. So the conversation ends. Right. So you're not responsible for, for taking care of your fellow man, your fellow human, excuse me, that wasn't feminist, of your fellow human, of your f- fellow woman. Like you're, you're, that's right. not your responsibility. It's, you know, but it is. leave it into the, leave it into the hands of God to, to, to make it happen. My friend, my friend Leah has written extensively about her anger over this issue with her Mormon family, because that's her Mormon family is the same way. Well, I have faith that God won't let anything bad happen. Yeah. I, again, I don't think that screaming at my family or even coming calmly at them with facts and figures and, you know, stories of people's lives being ruined. I don't think that that, it's just not even going to move the needle on Thanksgiving. I mean, it sounds like the tone of that article in GQ was already kind of off. I mean, if if your goal is to ruin Thanksgiving, that's not really the point. Mm -hmm. Like you've kind of missed the point. And I think, I don't remember who I've had these conversations with. I think I I was talking to my dad about it for a while. That I think sometimes the point is just to start to have conversations in a way where your goal is not to change their perspective or get them to change sides, but to simply have a conversation and have them listen. I think, I mean, I'm, I'm totally guessing, but I feel like there was a point, you know, 50 or 60 years ago where people could talk politics without getting venomous about it. But it's gotten to the point now where anytime someone criticizes either political party, the walls go up, the conversation turns to shit, and no one gets anywhere, and they just dig in their heels. Mm -hmm. 
And I feel like part of this goal needs to be a longer term goal to try and open these discussions so that you can sit down with a Trump supporter and listen to what they have to say and disagree and share your opinion. And they might disagree, but at least the dialogue is then open and is starting to create the possibility for change. And maybe in a, in a way that's naive, but I think without actually being able to have dialogue, we're totally screwed. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Absolutely. I think in, in my experience, leading by example has been the most effective way of communicating my political stance on things. I think we've talked about this before. My former assistant would see me hanging out with a friend and he would be like, oh, that's going to be your next casualty. <laughs> oh, well, it, well, I there are about six or seven of my family and friends who were very, very Mormon, very young, very, you know, had bought into the theology and the uh, cultural norms of it, which is very, very conservative. Just by being around me a lot and being around me as a mother and me as a friend, like those seven people have left the church and have completely uh, become crusaders for uh, human decency. <laughs> not, not that I'm like this, like, I am the figure for, for human decency. <laughs> but they've all, they, they've all said to me, like, I can't believe that I used to think that way. And I, I watched their transformation take place. And it wasn't me badgering them. It was just sort of this absorption of, wait a minute, you know, Heather does these things and Heather is living her life this way and Heather has satisfaction in this. And as, I mean, they were all like 19 and 20 and 21 when, when they were hanging around me. Cousins and Cammie, everybody knows Cammie. Cammy used to be a diehard, diehard Mormon, man. And I think she'd be okay with me saying this, but we would hang out. She was 19 years old when we first met. We would hang out. We were instantly best friends and like she was my little sister. And years later, after she left the church, she came to me and she was angry. And she was like, why didn't you say something to me? Why? Why did you just let me be that way? And I was like, well. Oh, oh it's like she wished she had left soon. Yeah. And I said, uh, gotcha. I was like, Amy, that's that is a decision. And that is a realization that you have to come to on your own. And I feared that if I tried to sway you in any way other than just being myself, that, that you would resent me for that. And I said, you coming to these realizations is part of your growth. This is part of your transformation. It's something that you have to come to. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I read quite a bit about how if we're, <laughs> if, if we have a pedophile, a repeat offender p pedophile that they're going to vote into the Senate, how do you... If, if true. If true. If true. If true. If true. Come on now. How do you argue? You can't, there's nothing you can say to a person who is going to justify that. What can you say to that person? No, and, and there are people, I mean, I do think there are people that are beyond, that have put the walls up and the walls are going to stay up and they're going to be up until the day they die. Um, and I, I think it's not necessarily, you know, a full blanket, but I think it's definitely true for older generations because they've held these views for so long. But even when you look at, 
at Moore, they interviewed people in Alabama that said flat out, even if these allegations are are proven to be true, which I, I believe they are, but even if they're proven, I'm still going to vote for him because he's not a Democrat. Yeah. It's beyond comprehension. Yeah. Like somehow, somehow being a Democrat is worse than being a pedophile. That is incredibly problematic. <laughs> I it, it just, it feels like common sense to me. And the fact that it's not for some people is mind boggling. Well, and, and the same people are the ones who think that God is going to take care of everything, except God wouldn't stand for this. God, no. their Jesus, the, the Jesus that they believe in, the God that they believe in wouldn't stand for this. Those are the same people who think that God's going to take care of everything. It's, yeah, it makes no sense to me. But there's nothing, there's no reasoning with that. No, and I, I do think with with some people there is. I mean, you look at like Cammie. Mm-hmm. She was pretty set on her views, a pretty diehard Mormon. And her views changed. But I think a lot of times what happens is she was 19. If you had met her when she was 59. Right. That has been so true to her. That it's like it's changing your entire identity, which I think for some people, even if they recognize that maybe this isn't the best path, it's so terrifying to jump ship onto a totally different path because you've never known it, which is problematic in the sense that I think people attach so much of their identity to other identities that that becomes really difficult. Mm -hmm. So you are such a diehard Republican you can't imagine doing anything else, but a Republican is not who you are. A Democrat is not who you are. A Mormon is not who you are. It's part It's part of you. So there's all these other pieces, and it's not like to abandon one or to change your view on one changes you as a person across the board. It changes a piece. And I think for some people, that's kind of hard to see. Yeah. Not that personal change is easy for anybody. I'm not like some sort of personal change expert. God, I'm terrible at it, but I think that is a piece of it. The work that we have to do is to love those of us who are in our lives who cannot be reasoned with. Like, you know, I loved Cammie despite the fact that she was a diehard Mormon and disagreed with every political view that I had. I loved her. I nourished that relationship. And it was through that love and that trust that she was able to sort of critically think her way out of things. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Well, and, I, and I'll say this about my mother. I mean, my mother is 72 years old. And a few years ago, I wrote about um, a book called, we've talked about this before, uh, The Warmth of Other Sons, about the great yes. migration from um, of Black Americans from the South to the Northeast and to Chicago and to Detroit and to Los Angeles and, I mean, that book is just the most eye-opening. I mean, everybody, it should be required reading for every American. And because of my relationship with my mother, because I love her, because we have this very loving, nourishing energy between us, we, we, she, went, she took me to dinner a couple of nights after I wrote the post, and she said, I read what you wrote, rewrote, and I was very touched by it. And she got tears in her eyes, and she was like, I... I feel like I need to examine some of the beliefs that I held and some of the beliefs that I put onto you. 
it was like this, like, it was a tiny little shift, but it was tectonic in nature for my 72-year-old mother to go, wait a minute, maybe I had some wrong beliefs back then, and maybe I put those beliefs on my child. Yeah, that's huge. Huge. I mean, I did not see that coming. It, it like, almost knocked me over. Um, then I guess I wonder, you know, looking at something like Thanksgiving, I think we have two extremes where you're leading by example. I mean, you didn't write that post calling out your family. You didn't expect your mom to see the world differently. That was just your view and you shared it. And then you've got this GQ article that is basically like declare war at the Thanksgiving table, yes. <laughs> which is not going to work. It's going to have the opposite effect. Sure, you're going to ruin Thanksgiving, but you're also going to ruin it for the people that agree with you. And the people that don't are going to shut down. And you just... So I feel right, like you maybe there is an in-between, like a little more proactive with sharing the thoughts, but again, not in a, this is what I believe, so you have to believe it kind of way, but this is what I believe. Let's talk about what you believe. Let's have a discussion about it. Well, I think if you show up to destroy Thanksgiving, then you're shutting down the progress that you've made. You're shutting down the conversation, right. period. Um, and you're setting it exactly. You're setting it back. Like you're setting it way back. But yeah, I, right. I mean, I last year I told my, after, after the election, when we had Thanksgiving, I told my mother, I said, if anybody starts, if anybody starts in, I'm leaving. I remember yeah. that, yeah. And, I, and the same holds true here. Like, okay, we're going to get together as a family over this traditional meal that we have. And, you know, let's talk about our children. <laughs> Right. I just, I, I wish there was a way to say, you know, we can talk about politics, but it's not an argument about politics and it's not trying to convince people of your politics. It's just talking about it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the country is at a point now where this, and I, I'm sure that we've talked about this because this comes up so much that this isn't, this isn't political in the sense that it has anything to do with parties. And I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm frustrated when you see these statements like the GOP is trying to do this or the Democrats are trying to do this. It really, it's just shitty people <laughs> trying to do shitty things. Like there are good Republican people out there. There are good Democrats. There are bad Republicans. There are bad Democrats. It's not a matter of the party. It's not that being associated with this particular party makes you garbage. You just are garbage if that's how you want to be. And I think people throw up these political party walls and that that's it. Mm. You know, if it weren't for the Democrats doing this and if it weren't for the Republicans, that doesn't have anything to do with it. No, I follow. I just, I really don't think it does. Now. I follow the, the Twitter algorithm now is just throwing up all political stuff for me. I have to dig for funny tweets now. Um, that's yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it's like every day I follow news anchors and political correspondents and, and all of them every day are like, what the fuck is happening? What the fuck is happening? Right. Just yep. over and over yep. again. <laughs> and it's, and, oh yeah. Like there's a part of me that is feeling a lot of peace again, going into this weekend where I, I know that nobody else is working or going to be sending me email demanding a deadline. And also, like, I can just turn off Twitter and not, 
and not read the angst and the anxiety for a few days and maybe get some sleep and catch up. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're planning on getting sleep, that means you do not have your children. I do not have my children. My children are going to New York. They leave in a few hours. After we record, I have to go check them out of school, and I'm wondering if I'm going to lie <laughs> <laughs> on behalf of my ex-husband. Um, I oh, may just wow. put ex-husband is taking children out of state. There you go. They're going to New York, and normally what I would do is travel but you know, I haven't been on a plane in over a month, and it's been really, really nice. <laughs> and travel around Thanksgiving, <sighs> regardless of where you go, is miserable. It is. Actually, when I took the kids to school this morning, we were backing out of the driveway, and the thought just occurred to me. And I was like, I am so happy that I don't have to get on a plane today. And she's like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's mean, yeah. Mom. I was like, I know. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like the worst weekend, right? To travel Thanksgiving? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. I've done it a few times and it's not fun. Um, you've, you've go, like taken them to New York. I, two years ago, I took them to them. New York. Okay. Yeah, I was dating somebody in New York and I took them and, I, and then I spent the weekend with him and then I took them back. Okay. Yeah. I'm no longer seeing and him, this is, so. Okay. <laughs> And this, this is we're gonna get into Heather's love thing. life. <laughs> we can wow, we can jump right back into that. We can talk about Tinder. We haven't covered Tinder in a while. If, you know. Have you have you gotten a Tinder profile? No, because you need a Facebook account and I still don't have a oh Facebook account. Oh my god. Account. Oh my god. I know. It's probably for the best, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I think over the last two and a half years I had I've downloaded it, I don't know, half a dozen times just because either I forget. That, that they require Facebook, or I think maybe they've changed it. And last I had checked, they hadn't. I haven't been on Tinder so in okay. a very, very, very long time. Like last weekend? <laughs> was there? No, it's been... I mean, I got on Tinder when I was in France to meet locals. And it was a, it okay. was a really great way to meet locals. Like, they showed me the city. It was amazing. Um, So that was... Pretty much the last time I was on it was back in July. And that's a totally non-Tinder use of Tinder. I know. Except that I... I mean, it's good. If it worked, it's great. It's just very non-traditional. Well, I had heard... Um, I had read somewhere that that's what some people would do when they would travel alone. Um, is meet locals through Tinder. Because not every Tinder date is, you know, intended to end romantically, you know. Especially if you're in a city where... You're like, re what happened was my excitement about being in France was like, I have no poker face. So I was literally like a fucking kid on Christmas. And these guys would be like, oh my God, she loves my city. I'm going to go show her this. And I'm going to go show her this. And that's what it ended up being. It was like, they were so excited to show this little kid these amazing things. So. Right. So it totally worked. Yeah. We just spiraled way off topic. We did. We see how easy it is to go from Thanksgiving to Tinder, though. Mm -hmm. It's pretty great, actually. Yeah. So I'm not seeing that guy from New York anymore. Um, I took my kids to. Uh, that was 2015. Um, I have them for Christmas this year. So my right. That's what you do. Like he has them for one. You have them for yeah. the other. Okay. Um. So I intend to 
sleep and then sleep some more and then sleep some more. That's a good way to, it's a good way to do it. You're not going to black Friday shop. No, I, no, I don't enjoy shopping. You could get to Walmart at midnight. No, no. Actually, I think they open on Thanksgiving now. <laughs> Why? What was it? Sa- Saturday, Lita had gone to the mall with her friend. This is still a thing. Lita had gone to the mall with her friend. So I was at home with Marlo and I needed to go to Trader Joe's to get some of my food. And um, I'm like, Marlo, you need to put your shoes on. She's like, I'm not going. I'm like, I can't leave you here alone. Someone will find out. And Deuce will get in trouble. So go put your oh, shoes on. Oh, my God. And she is super, super grumpy. I'm like, we're going to Trader Joe's. It's not like I'm asking you to, like, carry a, a like, walk across the plains like the Mormons did. Like, And honestly, that's, like, the, the best possible grocery store to go to as a kid. Yeah. I feel like it's kind of fun. They have samples. The people are really nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, compared to your average grocery store, it's pretty great. And as we're like, as I'm grabbing some sugar snap peas, I turned to her and I said, what is wrong? And she's like, I hate shopping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. And I was like, oh, you're my kid. You're my kid. I love you so much. <laughs> as her sister is at the mall. Right. Oh, wow. Did Lita like it when she was younger, though? I feel like it's a thing at that age. Um, Yeah, I think it's a thing at this age. As they get older, you know, they're more malleable to, like, oh, we have responsibilities. Like, we actually have to go shop for food. It just doesn't appear in the refrigerator. Um, right. I get you. So you, do you have Lexton? I do not. Oh, you don't? He, well, oh, God. <laughs> I, I, I just, I hate the holidays. I will go as high on this road as possible. It's it's always just a cluster. I mean, every every year since 2015, it's been a cluster, and this year is clearly not going to be any exception. So he's off all week. They have the entire week off for Thanksgiving, which is great for him. Wait, is that normal? Yes, in this district, it's not it's not like a statewide thing. There are districts that are, you know, 10 miles from here that don't. I think I think normal anymore is like Wednesday. Right. When I was in school, it was just Thursday Friday. That was the same for me. Which I know was a, was a huge pain in the ass because then if you actually wanted to travel, your option was travel on Thanksgiving or travel Wednesday night. Right. Which, depending on where you live, and I, you know, I grew up where there's a lot of snow usually in November. It was awful. So I get the whole Wednesday thing, but the whole week, and well, the reason they do it is because they build in conferences and meetings and all this other stuff. So for the school districts, I'm sure it's great, but for people who work, it is a little rough. It's super rough. Granted, he's older. It's not like I'm I'm caring for a four year old, but still. He's home and he wants to meet with friends and obviously he can't drive. So there's shuttling and there's this and that. And and it's could be great to share that responsibility, but that doesn't happen. So that automatically makes Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday rough. Mm-hmm. But then I figured Heather or Hex has Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. So of course... He, he'll be there Wednesday night and he can spend Thanksgiving with her and do that. However, 
that is a little too much commitment, it seems. So he will he will be with me Thursday morning and with Heather Thursday, like late morning, early afternoon, and then back with me Thursday evening, and then back with Heather Friday afternoon for the weekend. Okay. Now, that is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> However, the best part about this is that he will not be staying there the night of Thanksgiving because she would like to Black Friday shop. Oh my God. What? Yes. Like she actually gets up and goes out? Yep. Yep, that is what oh she my god! Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, sorry. And I also got the the comment that oh, I wish I could remember exactly how she said it. Something like it's just really hard because this is like my only long weekend. And I, I said, yeah, you you do know that I also have a job that requires me to work, so this is also my only long weekend. So that argument means nothing. Like it's a holiday with a kid. Yeah. So finally I just said, you know what? He can just, he can just spend Thanksgiving with me. I said, I'd be happy to spend it with him. I have friends that I can spend it with. I have family if I want to travel a short distance. It's not a big deal. I said, it's a holiday. So I'm happy to be with my child. Oh no, 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 no. I can do it for like six hours. Oh my God. It was not a very high road, but I, fucking hate the holidays i just trying to juggle them is absurd and i started talking about this with her oh my, probably a month ago. okay yeah just saying we don't i don't need an answer right now today but in the next week or two we need to get this figured out because it's it's a holiday and there's stuff going on and we just figured it out two days ago so like four days before thanksgiving and by we just I sent her a text and I said, I, I need to understand what is happening now. Okay. So I think I would love to hear from other single parents about this, full-time single parents about this. Is it because we have them the majority, the vast majority of the time that we're the ones who are like, can you please give me the information? Because I would like to plan my life. Whereas, right. like... And there's no urgency on the part of the other person to get you that information because they don't understand the rigorous routine that you have to maintain. Is that what is that what goes on? Because I'm in the same boat where it's like, when are you when are you coming and when are they leaving? Uh, I haven't done it yet. Okay, well we're two weeks right. out. Are are you going to let me know? <laughs> and I get. <laughs> I'm not gonna. And, and he's he has to book travel. Like he has to book that's travel. A, that's a whole separate step. Oh yeah. Which I imagine just. I mean, that this is on him, but it just gets more expensive. Okay. So I don't understand. Well, so he was gonna make them travel by themselves, and I stepped in and I went to the, the therapist, and I think we may have talked about this. And the therapist said to him, "No, no, no, not a good idea. Not a good idea at all, given uh, what my kids have been through." So they had a piano uh, federation where they play in front of judges. And that was um, a week ago, Saturday. I get a text message from him 
as he's on his way to the airport the night before that says, I'm coming, I'll be there tomorrow, and I'm not leaving Utah until I take them to Thanksgiving for Thanksgiving. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This, okay, so just to make sure everyone's clear, this is like 12 days before Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. Okay. And but he didn't. I didn't even know he was coming for Federation until the day before, as he's going to the airport. That's when he communicated that to me. And yeah, I oh and I, I, you know, I, I remember, I, re, I remember him being absent-minded. I'm taking the really, really low road, but I wrote about him being absent-minded. That was part of. <laughs> I've written quite extensively about it. I, I don't think that he's doing it maliciously. I don't. It's just part of the, it's one, it's one part of his absent-mindedness. And, and two, like you and I, he is not, he doesn't have the, he doesn't have to maintain this rigorous, 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 like running on the treadmill that we do all the time, where having that information is really helpful in terms of like not in, inserting like a, a, you know, a stick into the spoke of a, of a bicycle wheel. Yes, and I think it's the same with Heather. It's not a malicious, like, I'm going to wait until the last minute just to mess with his holiday plans. It's just this lack of comprehension that it changes everything. And she even made a comment to me because I said, I'm, I'm probably not going to go anywhere. And I'm not. I'm not traveling. I'm not going to be anywhere. And she made this comment, well, if you're not doing anything, then why does it matter? <laughs> well, because not not doing anything doesn't mean I'm I'm literally not doing a damn thing it just means i don't have plans for the day of thanksgiving but i also need to know because it impact i mean it impacts even the little tiny details like do i have his laundry ready if he's going to be there for four days like do i have it ready on wednesday or do i not need to have it ready until friday Mm -hmm. and it sounds super minor but then when you juggle that in with everything else and with shopping for groceries for the week and with work and all of this stuff to get this last minute notice throws everything into chaos. Yeah. Or like in your case, he's all of a sudden coming. So Marlo and Lita are going to want to see him and that throws off kind of the flow of the weekend and how the week is going to look. And if he's there for 12 days, that totally throws shit off. And it's, it's a break from the routine. Yes. And that's not even to say that our routines are the way things should be. But they're working. They're working. <laughs> so when you screw with them, it screws with everything. And I was gonna, I was gonna say this to you earlier as you were talking about it. You know, 
Lexton isn't four, right? It's not like you're trying to work at home with a four-year-old. But I will say this, like having my mom in the house and me trying to get work done is impossible. Like having my 72-year-old mother in the house makes it impossible for me to work. And that's not saying anything about her, but having somebody in your home especially when you're in charge of that person, whether they are four or 10 or 18, fucks with your work ability. It just totally totally fucks with your work ability. And so when anybody says that their child is home and they're trying to get work done, I'm like, oh God, do I, you have my sympathy. It's just not easy. And I mean, I will acknowledge, yes, it is easier than having to work at home with a three or four year old. Yeah. But it's not that, Suddenly he's 13 and now I don't even have to think about him for eight hours. Like that's that's not how it works. Uh And as we've talked about before, I mean, it's the same thing with Christmas break and summer break. He's on break. So I, I, I have to work, but at the same time, there's that nagging guilt. Like he's got friends who are traveling that are going, I mean, friends that are either traveling to see family or going to Hawaii or doing all this stuff. And I home all day. And especially now with daylight savings, it's basically, you know, when I'm finally able to say, okay, let's do something, it's dark. It's dark. <laughs> and that sucks. And it's super deflating for him, which I, I totally get. But, you know, I mean, just, and I'm just throwing this out there as an idea. Maybe she could have taken a day off to do something with him. Like, I'm just hypothetically that seems like that could be a good idea hypothetically hypothetically yes but that doesn't happen no it doesn't happen and i don't care if i don't have plans i am honestly there is a huge part of me that is totally delighted to not have anywhere to be on thanksgiving (laughs) like it's i don't i can wake up and sit in one spot the entire day and no one will care (laughs) I mean, it's, it's, and I don't have to worry about my laptop. I don't have to do anything. I can stare at the wall and that sounds blissful. I bought a bag of turkey and stuffing potato chips from Trader Joe's (laughs) and that is how I'm celebrating Thanksgiving. Fantastic. And, and I don't feel at all bad about it. I'm not a huge fan of Thanksgiving anyway, but at least if I can know the plans in advance, I can know when I can actually start enjoying those chips. <laughs> that's ultimately what it is. And a drink. I mean, mm-hmm. that that to me is Thanksgiving. Set. Set. It's just, it's frustrating too. And I think you're in the same, in the same boat is that you know, I get these comments or, or kind of roundabout remarks about how He's always with me and she wants to spend more time and that's fine. That's totally great. Here is your opportunity. Oh, but you don't want to actually, because this is a free weekend for you. And I, I don't even know where to begin. Well, you begin with when you had children, you basically have to sacrifice. You have to sacrifice for your children. I know it's a free weekend, but you know, hello, you, you, had the, you made the choice to have a child. Hello. Right. Hello. And when you do that, I mean, with few exceptions, you are giving up free weekends for 18 years. Like you, you just, you really don't have them at all, or at least for the first 14 or so, 
And somehow, now that we're on this schedule where I do everything, these weekends have become like this coveted commodity for her. Mm-hmm. Like, well, no, this is my this is my free weekend. Yeah, that doesn't exist though. Right. It it doesn't. I mean, I know like when he's not with me, I I know the freedom that that provides. I get it, but that's not what you signed up for. So if you happen to get one, great. But if you don't, you don't complain about it because you acknowledged that 13 years ago. I'm now totally on a low road and a ramp. <laughs> I'll, I'll, just... I'll go in with you. Um, <sighs> the uh, so I wrote about this on Saturday night. I went to bed at like 10. For some reason, my kids woke up and they always make noise and this house is small enough that whenever they make noise, they wake me up, but I didn't hear them. So I didn't get out of bed until almost noon, like oh 14 God. hours of sleep. <laughs> I was that. So because the last four weeks have been like a sprint marathon of piano, book reports, um, parent-teacher conferences, play auditions, recitals, playing in front of judges, like has just been, and I've had like four deadlines and uh, like a whole bunch of legal stuff going on. And it was just push, 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 push. So I crashed on Saturday night. Woke up. I had no idea where I was. Um, but That's awesome. um, so we were all standing in the hallway outside of the room where Marlo was going to go play her piece in front of the judges. And John is there. My mother is there. My stepfather's there. My mother walked over to John and said, hey, if you could let me know um, what the girls need packed for New York, that would help. And we'll get them packed and we'll get them ready for you. And the first thing he said to her was, well, where's Heather going? Was, was Heather traveling? And my mom looked at him and just... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All hail the Avon World sales leader. She kind of shook her head and was like, John, do you have any idea what her life is like? Do you have any idea what she has to juggle? I am just helping her pack her children to send away for a holiday. Do you have any idea what she has to do on a daily basis? And he was like, okay, 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 yeah, yeah, okay, I can see that, I can see that. But she like lost her, she was, she's like, I almost lost my mind. <laughs> so he, I mean, his real issue is like, why are you packing Why them? are you packing them? I mean. She, I mean, she oh helps me like. Cause I, I've got, I'm still, I'm trying to work and I'm trying to pack two children to leave for, to a different climate for six days. And, you know, yeah, making sure they have hats and gloves and four different pairs of shoes. They're going to be running a race and then also attending a formal event. Like, (laughs) oh my God. Yeah. A lot. I just, but even that question, it doesn't matter. No. Like you, you could have been sitting in a lounge chair in the Bahamas. It makes no difference like at all. I just, oh my God. But that, that is, I think it's the same thing that I experience. And I, I don't know, I guess I tell myself it's not intentional and maybe it is, I'm not sure. But it's like, as soon as you are perceived as having like taking one step back, you have to justify it. Uh-huh. Like, are you going to be gone? Why didn't you do it? Couldn't you have done it? And honestly, first of all, fuck off. 
I mean, I mean, seriously, I just, I do it all the time. Like all of the things, all of the time from the time I wake up until the time I go to bed with the exception in my case of a period of time that is not even 48 hours twice a month. Mm -hmm. So if there's something that isn't done, just deal with it. Like I don't need to explain it. It's just not happening. But I still need to know what the plan is. Even like a generalized plan. I don't even need specifics. I just need generally speaking. You know, and and then, then, oh God. It was the day of, like, that's going to be the plan. Now she has tons of family here. So she has several options in terms of where they could spend Thanksgiving, what they could do. Lexton wants to know. Like, are we going to this aunt's house or that aunt's house? Or is mom going to cook? Or what are we doing? I found that out yesterday. Yesterday. So, like, three days before Thanksgiving, I finally am able to provide that information. And that is just, I don't need to know your meal. Just say, he will be with me, we will be cooking. Or he will be with me and we're going to my friend's house. I don't even care whose house. Just... That way I can tell him you're going to be with mom and you're going somewhere for Thanksgiving. But that is apparently a difficult thing to provide sometimes. Or or she, she could do the, she could just communicate through him to you. That's what she could do, which is what happens here. Really? <laughs> I hear about oh, things wow. through Lita. I'm like, oh, that's happening? Okay. I'm glad to know that that major thing is happening. Okay. Good to know. God. And there's no, like, if you wait a day or two, you don't ever get the information from him? No, that was, mm. um, like the Federation thing. Lita had said something like, Dad said that he was going to try to come out for Federation. That was never, never communicated to me through him. Never. Not until he was on his way to get on the airplane. Again. So now let's, again, let's try to spin this I, into what we can be thankful again, for for this. I don't think it's malicious. I just think that it is, you know, the... Oh, I should probably tell her. Oops. You know? Spin this into what right. we're grateful I think, for. What, well, I am so grateful. But, but I think, though, there is a point where it's it's not malicious, but it's ignorant. It's just, like, take into consideration, you know, my schedule and what I have to do. And, like, just take that into consideration just a little bit. Just a little bit. Right. Um, right. I've been seeing a whole bunch of, again, we talk about Twitter quite a bit. Everybody's just like, fuck 2017, Jesus Christ. And I can honestly say, with everything that is going on, I am so happy to not be depressed. <laughs> that, is, that's a, that is a damn good thing I to am be so happy. I can, I can tell you now that this time last year was probably one of the worst weeks of my life. And just in terms of how depressed I was. I am so grateful to not be feeling that right now. So grateful. I'm so lucky to not be under the, the grip of that darkness. I will send thanks up into whoever is listening to that for that. That, that is an awesome thing to be thankful for. Mm -hmm. And the sort of thing I think you can forgive some of the other shortcomings for. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Not all of them. Just, just some. My kids are really, really healthy. My kids are friendly. My kids are doing extraordinary. Lita got straight A's again for the second term in a row, 4.0. She's 
she's trying out for the play. She's doing wonderful on piano. Marlo is going into school by herself. Huge milestone. Like, my kids are doing really well. I, oh, I didn't tell you this. <laughs> I did tell you that my health insurance increased by 75%. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I got the notice in the mail finally and had a heart attack and then went to the website and I am now going to be paying. It's a much, much lower plan. It doesn't provide nearly as much as the old one, but my price won't go up. So that's, well, that's good huge. News. It's huge. I mean, well, and a big part of your old plan, I mean, a big part of your medical expenses are for therapists, right? Right. For the girls. So, and that wasn't covered anyway. Wasn't covered, no. Okay. So in that regard, your plan is kind of a wash. Yes. So it's the, it's the, the medical, like physical medical stuff. Yeah. The copay goes up from 30 to 50 bucks. I'll just eat that. That's better than paying 75% more a month for health care. Like for hundreds more a month. Um, yeah. $600 right. more okay. a month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's just... <sighs> yep. I'm grateful for that. Um, I'm grateful that I have the opportunity to have health care. Dear God. <laughs> yes, I, I will say even despite the fact that my insurance really paid for nothing for my, my overnight in the hospital. It, in some weird, strange way, brought the cost down. And I'm very grateful for that. You didn't because go bankrupt. Because really what that showed me is when people don't have any insurance, they get screwed. They'll be like in debt you, for years. You don't have insurance, so we charge you more. Yeah. And it's infuriating. So I am very thankful that to have some kind of coverage. For the first time that I really actually needed it in my life. I am really thankful for the very sweet comments and emails from people who listen to this, who listen to our rambling <laughs> and find some sort of, you know, kinship in all of this. Thank, thank you to all of you for being here. Yes. And the stories that you share, I mean, everything from just, you know, a, a comment on social media or a two sentence email to really really getting into detail on some of your, your challenges with, with parenting and life as they relate to what we talked about. It's, it's been amazing. Yeah, it has been. I feel less alone, which is good. I think, and that was kind of our goal, right? From the very beginning was to start conversations that make people feel less alone or feel like they're not, they're not doing things wrong. Yeah. Because none of us are perfect, but I think when you realize that you're not the only one who's imperfect and you really can see that, then that's huge. And we wanted to start those conversations, but when we get these comments and these emails, it's, I mean, it's bouncing right back to us and making us feel like, okay, so we, we really weren't crazy for thinking that. No, like the bullying episode, Man, I felt really, really, really shitty that weekend when the whole thing happened. And people left some comments on Facebook that I was like, oh, okay. So, like, it's not just, it's not just me <laughs> dealing with right. all of this. Yeah, that was really comforting. Well, and we, we got one, and I, I think I can use her, at least her first name. I mean, she doesn't say not to. But we got an email from Julie. And Julie, this was a great email. I read this waiting to pick Lexton up from school. And it was, it was really perfect for you, Heather, because you, 
you kind of lost it confronting those boys. I did. And we're beating yourself up for it because it really is not the right decision in the long run. And and Julie emailed her own story of really completely losing it on this kid. And it's hysterical for one, but it it made me feel really good because her whole message was, I'm a genuinely good person. I know this was bad. I know that I shouldn't have done it, but God, did it feel good. <laughs> and I just thought it was, it was, it was, it's just great. I mean, like you said, to know that you're, that you're not alone. Mm -hmm. She, and she even, she closed the email and says, humiliating assholes, even 11 year old ones is an easy rush. It doesn't solve a bigger problem, but it is delicious. And those are the sort of things that I think when you're isolated in your own world and you, you just look at yourself in the mirror, you think, oh my God, I'm a terrible human being for this. But then when you realize there's a ton of other people that can completely relate to that feeling, it doesn't necessarily make it less terrible, but you don't feel as terrible for it. Yeah. An easy rush. I will say that the words that I screamed at the end as I was walking out of the room it was like a, it was like a high, like super, super, like I had done some sort of illegal drug. It was amazing. Yeah. And as you're knowing the whole time, I'm sure, as you're saying those words that you shouldn't be and that it's not going to make any difference, it still felt great. Yeah. So clearly you're not alone there. No. So definitely keep the comments, the emails, keep them coming. I mean, it's, it's awesome to have these conversations continue. Yes. And it's really great because so many people are at different places with this podcast. You know, people might be a few episodes behind. So to even get comments on, you know, an episode that we, that we released three months ago, it kind of resurfaces that for us. And we remember those conversations and go back to it. And, and it's great. It really is. So thank you, everyone. Yes. And thank you. Thank you, John. We juggle this. Me? With the whole thank you for, you know, we have to be flexible with each other um, in our schedules. You know, sometimes we have to move around the, the, the recording date because this has happened or this has happened or you wake up on the floor of Starbucks. and <laughs> God, I should be the one thanking you. No. Good Lord, I've had to move this shit around so much. And I totally get it. I totally get it. Solo solidarity. Solo solidarity. Yeah. See, we brought it around. We did. We, we took a small trip down that low road, but we brought it around. We brought it around. Yeah. Yeah. And as always, I mean, clearly we just told, told you all how much we love to hear from you. So please, if you have anything to add to anything that we talked about today from Thanksgiving to how sweet it feels to take the low road sometimes. Please reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Manic Ramblings. Or, of course, you can email us at stories at manicramblings.com. And until next time, if you have taken the low road, please tell us about it. Please. I want to hear all about it. I'd love it. Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.